Welcome to LBO Pods. This is the official podcast series for the second iteration of the Learning at the Bottom of the Pyramid Conference, co-organized by Penn GSE and UNESCO IEP. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I am Anahida Kumar. I am a PhD student at the Penn Graduate School of Education studying human development and quantitative methods. Today, I am joined by Susan Gay. Um, Susan Gay works as a research associate for the TREK organization, which is Transforming Education in Cocoa Communities. The TREK program is an initiative of the Jacobs Foundation aiming at supporting the strategic objectives of the government of Cote d'Ivoire in improving the quality of education and human development through youth and child welfare interventions. In this framework, Sustan supports and informs TREK-mandated research projects with the overall objective of providing evidence-based and context-sensitive solutions to inform policy. Some key research projects include addressing the effect of poverty on children's literacy and examining the interaction of home and school environments and their cumulative effect on learning and designing approaches on how best to support outcomes for children in primary schools in rural areas. Sustan is the local coordinator for the International Society for the Study of Behavioral Development, the ISSBD, and supports in the implementation of a three-year research capacity building program with PhD students in Cote d'Ivoire. So thank you very much for joining us, Sustan. Thank you, Anaita. It's really great to have you join us today. And we also very much look forward to your paper presentation at the Learning at the Bottom of the Pyramid Conference. Can you please give us a brief snapshot of your paper with Kaya Yasinska titled Interventions to Support Learning at the Bottom of the Pyramid in Cote d'Ivoire? Um, this paper actually um, presents the main obstacle to learning for uh, vulnerable children in Cote d'Ivoire and specifically for those living in rural areas. Uh, we here refer to as um, children at the bottom of the pyramid as they're at disadvantage compared to their counterparts. In cities, uh, due to the living environment, uh, which has limited access to quality education opportunities, uh, inadequate education resources, both at home and at school, uh, unmotivated teaching staff, low literacy rates among parents, which is also hindering them from uh, to effectively support the children at home. And we also have high parents' poverty rates uh, with related competing factors affecting their decision to send the children to school and thus increasing child labor, to mention just a few. So as a result, uh, enrollment, school attendance rates, and learning outcomes remain very low in those areas. Um, this paper also highlights uh, some of the innovative research-based interventions are designed in the framework of the TREK program to support national efforts in addressing those challenges and help children at the bottom of the pyramid achieve the full learning potential. So overall, um, those interventions include uh, changing the classroom practices to target children's skills instead of focusing on the grade curriculum, leveraging education technologies to provide access to quality education for all, and addressing poverty as one of the root causes of child labor. The, the study uh, also stresses the need um, to further leverage the research community to generate contextually appropriate and actionable evidence uh, to support effective policy strategy in the country. That's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that, Susten. Um, could you provide a little bit more insight into what are the actionable interventions 
that your paper explores? So uh, we, as I just mentioned, we uh, just features in this paper um, uh, the interventions uh, that are working actually and that have been successful over um, uh, the few years. And the first one is teaching at the right level. So teaching at the right level uh, is referred to in Côte d'Ivoire as a programme d'enseignement ciblé. Uh, so it's actually the same uh, meaning, so translated just in French. So as you know, it's a pedagogical approach uh, that was developed by Protam and adapted to the evolving context uh, by South Africa. So it's a learner-centered approach uh, that support children uh, who are lagging behind the classroom to catch up in the, in the literacy and, and numeracy skills. So broadly speaking, it was developed as the response to the learning crisis uh, that children experience also in Cote d'Ivoire. I mean, it's all the children in, in Sub-Saharan Africa and specifically in Cote d'Ivoire. As you know, uh, teaching most of the time uh, in large classrooms as it happens most of the time in, in, in rural areas uh, in Cote d'Ivoire um, uh, involves teaching the same curriculum to all the children, assuming that they have the similar skills, uh, but the reality is different. So this approach actually groups children according to uh, the actual uh, level uh, rather than uh, the grade. This has been successful uh, for the first uh, implementation period and now has gained a file by the full buy-in of the Ministry of Education, uh, which is planning to extend it to other regions in the countries and with their um, potential uh, objectives of scaling this app to the whole country. And besides this, we also have the bridging classes. So these are remedial education interventions uh, based on the speed learning approaches targeting out-of-school children aged 9 to 14. So, um, in rural areas, we have a high rate of children who are also out of school for many reasons related uh, mainly to uh, poverty, uh, but also administrative reasons uh, related to uh, lack of birth certificate, for example. Mm-hmm. So um, this compels them, you know, to be out of the system. Um, and then this program actually um, uh, target those children specifically and who are taught for eight months with an accelerated curriculum. And then at the end of the program, they're tested and then integrated into the formal schooling system. And also one main uh, intervention uh, is Alo Alpha Bay, uh, which is a phone-based literacy intervention. And as you know, the coverage of um, the phone services in, 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 rural, in Cote d'Ivoire overall is really uh, high, and specifically in rural areas uh, where people have access to basic uh, phones. So uh, this uh, intervention was designed to be used uh, uh, over the basic phone, so to leverage actually the technology already in place, and also to support, and, and basically to support uh, children liter- uh, literacy outcomes by building the basic skills uh, that include um, awareness of syllables and phonemes, and how these units map to letter and, and print. Um, so um, it's quality education content that is brought to those children uh, over uh, basic uh, form uh, and accessible also in remote areas. Thank you for this, um, for this overview of these interventions. And do you envision the role of these interventions and programs such as teaching at the right level um, and Alo Alphabet in mainstreaming education solutions in Cote d'Ivoire? 
I think the common features uh, of these interventions that we just mentioned, teaching at relevant uh, alpha-based bridging classes, is that they're simple evidence-based and yet effective approaches and easy to implement. Uh, they actually address the uh, real needs of children, specifically those at the bottom of the pyramid, to improve the learning, the literacy and numeracy skills, uh, but are accessible also at low cost in remote areas to parents and also the children. Uh, as an example for Alo Alpha Base, um, it is used uh, with basic uh, phones, and you also know that the coverage of uh, the basic phone services in in Cote was really high, even in remote areas and rural areas. So uh, leveraging this uh, technology um, is really cost effective in um, providing quality content uh, to children in order to uh, improve their their skills uh, at home. That's really interesting to know. Um, but you know, despite these. Um, fascinating interventions and programs that hold a lot of promise. A recent report by the North Center uncovered that child labor in Gohu communities has worsened in the last decade and government efforts of the same. How can we bring systemic improvements in Gohu communities specifically to reduce child labor? Well, um, child labor is a real complex issue, um, not only in Cote d'Ivoire, but also in many African countries. Uh, among many other factors identified, one of the root causes of child labor is the household poverty, uh, which affects the family's decisions, investment decisions uh, in their children's education, and also compels all family members, including children, to contribute to the household through uh, domestic uh, farming and other income generating activities. Uh, in addition, another important factor includes uh, the quality of education children receive which has been shown to contribute significantly in increasing child labor when it's low. But on the flip side, I, I think the report also points out that there was a significant increase in school attendance among children in those in those uh, cocoa growing areas, uh, meaning that some indicators have improved and some efforts have been uh, made. But those efforts actually are sometimes isolated with partners working in silos. Uh, our approach uh, at TREC has been to foster an ecosystem of stakeholders, align our respective efforts, agendas, and resources in order to scale up uh, evidence-based interventions that tackle the root causes of child labor in a systemic, in a systemic way. We have recently uh, committed uh, to support a study implemented by ICI, the International Cocoa Initiative, uh, aiming at developing innovative and resilient approaches to preventing and addressing child labor. And these approaches are expected to uh, strengthen the interventions already in place and support all the stakeholders uh, in the integration uh, of these approaches into the child protection system. That's really fascinating as well. Um, could you expand a little bit on what you think um, lies ahead for education solutions in Cote d'Ivoire? Great. Um, I, I think the interventions that we're uh, presenting in this paper and all the efforts already um, progress are promising uh, for the education ecosystem as a whole. Uh, a lot of efforts have already been made. I think um, on an institutional level, um, there are um, different laws that have been uh, passed to support access to education for all children in the country, but also um, compulsory education for school-age children. And uh, in addition to that, there is some strategic uh, objectives that have already been designed and 
which is uh, driving all the different stream of effort uh, with different stakeholders. So we've made a lot of um, significant effort over the last years, and I can safely predict that uh, these um, efforts are going to be further sustained as we scale up the approaches that are already um, uh, showing positive results. What does learning at the bottom of the pyramid mean to you, and what does it mean moving forward? Learning at the bottom of pyramids for me means of just learning among marginalized populations uh, who are trapped by their condition and unable to access effective learning opportunities uh, that will actually help them thrive and reach their full potential. Uh, in Cote d'Ivoire, specifically, this includes um, children from poor economic background uh, with compounded challenges for those living in rural areas, um, girls whose education is affected by gender-based social norms. And the studies shown that parents in rural areas are more inclined to send their boys to school compared to girls. And a more recent uh, assessment of the education system in Cote d'Ivoire showed low primary school completion rates for female students compared to, uh, to males. It also uh, includes out-of-school children that we uh, just discussed um, so children out of the system, so due to uh, the parent uh, the poverty in the household and some some other um, uh, factors. Obviously, children with disabilities. So moving forward, I think there is need actually uh, to increase and sustain the interventions uh, that cater to the specific needs of those children, uh, those children at the bottom of the pyramid. Uh, if we really want to uh, alleviate inequalities among populations. And, and improve uh, human development indicators, um, but, but, but above all, uh, achieve uh, the sustainable development goal. And just to wrap up our conversation, what would be your advice to students and education enthusiasts who wish to establish a career similar to yours or work specifically in the field of um, education and human development? I'm pretty humbled by this question, <laughs> as I have a relatively young career. <laughs> But I can say that I've been lucky. Um, I have been uh, exposed to opportunities uh, with the Yakov Foundation. Uh, but as advice uh, to students uh, in education, I will say um, that uh, you should be uh, flexible and be open-minded. Mainly be able to uh, ready to leave your comfort zones. Just because um, working for implementing interventions uh, that address needs for children at the bottom of the pyramid most of the time implies uh, traveling to areas where they live and also being exposed to the living conditions. So um, as you know, um, in, in those areas, there is so access to basic facilities are most of the time non-existent. So for example, the electricity and have bad road conditions uh, with sometimes uh, security issues to, um, um, to navigate all these uh, challenges. And um, also uh, maybe the last one is to be able um, to uh, work in a multicultural environment. Excellent, that's a great set of advice. Thank you for that, Susten. And thank you also for your time. Yeah, thank you too, Anita. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of LBO Pods. Please continue to our other episodes to learn more about the Learning at the Bottom of the Pyramid Conference 2020.